Welcome to the Nerdcast. My name is Ryan of Nerdculture. This is the show where I talk about movies past and present. The first movie I'm going to tell you about is The Karate Kid Part 3. It stars Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Thomas Ian Griffith, among others. This, being the third installment in the Karate Kid franchise, has Daniel LaRusso and Miyagi returning from their adventure in Part 2. They're back in California, and they want to take things in a bit of a different direction, so they decide to open up a bonsai shop in town. But in order to do that, Daniel has to, you know, put his college plans aside, use the money for college, and help him open up this shop. And former Cobra Kai, or excuse me, still present Cobra Kai instructor John Kreese is still reeling from the loss that Daniel gave him and his, you know, his competitors at the karate tournament. He wants payback. So what ends up happening is he hatches a plan with his business partner, Terry Silver, played by Thomas Ian Griffith, to bring in a ringer to take on Daniel to take his championship belt away from him so that Cobra Kai can get a sweet taste of revenge. So Daniel wants to fight. He wants to have Miyagi train him a little bit more. Miyagi kind of refuses to do so, so he takes a different direction in order to get trained to fight this new opponent of his. And it kind of goes downhill from there. So for The Karate Kid Part 3, I will give the film this little bit of credit. Thomas Ian Griffith, who plays the villain Terry Silver, is certainly one of the cheesiest and hams up the screen as much as possible. He chews away the scenery. He is, you know, he's got a lot of energy. He, you know, he may ham it up a little bit, but he's, to me, he's the most entertaining part of the movie because it's just so cheesy. He hams it up. It's overbearing. It's over the top. It's craziness. But for his character, for what they're trying to portray within the film, it works. As far as the story goes, it's basically a rehash of the first one, really, in a sense. Miyagi and LaRusso, they still have the chemistry they've had in the first two films. This movie, The Karate Kid Part 3, it, it really doesn't do much for me. There's a few different good scenes between Miyagi and Daniel. There's a f one or two little lessons that are learned during, throughout the course of this film. But I just can't say that I would recommend this film enough, I would say, or can't recommend it in the end. So for The Karate Kid Part 3, I'm going to give it a... You know, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10 because the some of the fight scenes, some of the fight choreography, especially some of the more brutal violent scenes in this movie with, you know, Daniel getting trained, get being trained by somebody else in this movie, that was some interesting stuff. And to see Daniel go through those kind of trials and tribulations and Terry Silver hamming it up as we go along throughout the course of the story, those were the best parts for me. So overall, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. has a few decent scenes. The training sequences are good. Some of the more you know violent action sequences are cool, but other than that, it's, there's really not much there. Moving on to the next movie I want to tell you about, this is the next Karate Kid, or if you want to call it this, the Karate Kid 4, in which case Mr. Miyagi is back, but Daniel is not. This focuses on Julie Pierce, played by Hilary Swank. Pat Morita comes to visit the widow of his former commander after going to a military a funeral, funeral kind of thing. And he realizes that Julie is still reeling from the loss of her parents. And Mr. Miyagi also notices that she has a little bit of karate skills within her. So Mr. Miyagi takes Julie to a Buddhist monastery to get her more training to help her deal with her angst and the struggles that she's been dealing with after the loss of her parents. And there's a little bit of, little bit of romance. There's a little bit of fighting. But the enemies in this movie are terrible. They are terrible. The leader of this you know, Cobra Kai knockoff group of guys is led by Michael Ironside, who is a good actor and he plays good characters, but in this movie, 
the villains are not Cobra Kai, they're not karate fighters, they're not instructors of any kind. They're basically just school bullies, they're hall monitors, but they all wear blue jeans and black t-shirts. That's it. That's all they do. To me, they're like the worst version of a hall monitor that if, you know, the student is getting out of line, if something is going on in school that they're not happy with, they send them to the principal's office, they fight them, they beat them up, whatever, to teach them a lesson, so to speak. I don't know what the producers, writers, and directors were thinking about this. I, guys who wear blue jeans, black shirts, and a pair of boots. Okay, so what? What does that do? It doesn't do anything. But I will say, fun fact about this movie, the next Karate Kid starring who would be eventually become future Academy Award winner Hilary Swank, Walton Goggins is in this movie, ladies and gentlemen. If you are familiar with FX series Justified or The Shield, I believe it was called The Shield, yes, Michael Chiklis? Yes. He, a young a young Walton Goggins is in this, and he plays one of the members of the, the team of bullies in this situation. That was cool to see, but other than that, I'm going to give the next Karate Kid a 2 out of 10, because Hilary Swank, her fighting sequences, those are fine, they're decent enough, they get me through it, and also... She puts on a good show. Like, her acting in this movie is, you know, Mr. Miyagi is Mr. Miyagi. He doesn't do a bad job at all. But she does fine. I think Hilary Swank does a good job in this role. Is it great? No. Is it going to be remembered as one of her all-time great performances? No. I understand the reasonings why it has such a low rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I understand why the reviews were awful, terrible, because this movie is not very good. It's not. It is certainly one of the... My least favorite, maybe some of the worst films I've seen with it being the Karate Kid Part 3 and the next Karate Kid... But each of them have their own entertaining parts in their own unique way. So I'll give both films that. But overall, The Next Karate Kid gets a 2 out of 10. That's because of Hilary Swank's and Pat Morita's performances and her fighting skills. I'll give Hilary Swank credit. Or excuse me, Hilary Swank credit. Good stuff. But what do you think about these movies? Where do these rank when it comes to the Karate Kid franchise? What do you think? Do, do you think these movies should still consider to be canon as we're going into the Netflix TV series Cobra Kai, because I know that series is very popular right now. Granted, I have not seen a single episode of Cobra Kai, but I hope to binge watch that in the very near future. But of the entire Karate Kid franchise, really the original is the best, and I think most, if not those of you who are listening to this episode would agree. But if you disagree, that's fine too. Leave any and all your thoughts in the comment section below. We would love to hear what you have to say about these movies, The Karate Kid Part 3 and The Next Karate Kid. That is going to do it for this episode of the Nerdcast. My name is Ryan of Nerdculture. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at It's Nerdculture. We drop new videos every week. Please make sure that you are uh, like, comment, subscribe. Give this podcast a rating. Give it a thumbs up. Share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers. We would love to hear what you have to say about the Nerdcast and our episodes that are in the backlog. Feel free to listen to those at your leisure. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Nerdcast. In the meantime, stay healthy, stay safe, stay strong, and watch movies.